0: Been a couple of weeks.
1: It has been two weeks since we have done this podcast. Yes. It was it was I missed this actually. Yes. Sometimes, you know, you kind of feel like you need a little vacation. And then you're on vacation and you're like, what do I do? Yeah. That was the last two weeks. Oh.
0: Oh. (laughs) Off to a good start. Oh, so sorry. Exciting start. (laughs) Um, we have lots of things to catch up on because we were Done for two weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I'll, the first I'll start. The McDouble is still a dollar fifty. Oh
0: my god, stop it! <laughs> um, McDouble double
1: watch is no good anymore.
0: No, okay. we're not doing that anymore. Okay. No so, watch. uh, the first week, why weren't we here? I can't remember.
1: Uh, we had a good oh, I reason. had to
0: work. Yeah, I had to work. <laughs> I was nice and switched with a co worker, that's right. Yeah, and um, then the second week. We had a friend's birthday party. Yeah, that's right. And that was really sweet. Yeah. Because we surprised him by meeting him at a local escape room. Yeah. In Warren, Ohio, called Escape NE. Yeah, Escape Northeast Ohio. And uh, it was a really good time. It was wizard themed. It's a really good escape
1: room. Those people. It was a lot of fun. They put a lot of work into it.
0: They believe in, I feel like, if I were to do something like that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like the the things that I think are fun about though about an escape room are what they value. Okay. So they value like actual puzzles and problem solving kind of stuff instead of just like look around till you find a random clue and hope it's the right one. Like yeah. it's very logically set up and it's like you're set up to be able to do it. You just have to figure out the clues. And they're not yeah. difficult but they're a little challenging at
1: times. Yeah. Um some of them were some of them were trickier than others. Uh they relied on uh like having the having the presence of thought to do things you wouldn't think to do like shining a black light on an object that otherwise yeah. doesn't necessarily indicate that you should shine it.
0: But they give you everything you need to solve it. Like yeah. you don't need to come in with any knowledge <sighs> beforehand or mm. like get lucky to figure it out. Like it's all there for you. Yeah. Um And it's a lot of fun. They don't actually lock the room in theirs because they just don't like that.
1: Well, they pointed out – and I didn't realize this, but um, it may not actually be legal to lock people in a room. Yeah, that's (laughs) true also. Because the the thing that they talked about uh, when we were talking with them initially was – Apparently, there's a, a story well known among people who are into escape rooms that people died in a fire in Poland. Mm, yeah. They were the country in a room. Poland. Yes. Yeah. The country of Poland because they were locked in a room and they couldn't get out and the building burned with them in it, which is a yeah. horrible thought.
0: Yeah. So they don't actually lock you in the room. Yeah. And they don't really believe in doing that anyway. Sure. Um, and also, like, they, they'll give hints if you need hints. They want you to solve it. And. Um, they also build in a little extra time in case you go over the hour. So they want you to be able to, like, finish it because it would drive them crazy if they went to do one of these things and they couldn't figure it out and then they had to leave before they knew the answer. Yeah. So... Um, it was a good time. We finished it in like something like 47 minutes, I, I think. Thought it was,
1: I thought it was more like, I mean, maybe it was 47. I thought it was like 43, but I think maybe actually 43 might have been the record.
0: I think 42 yeah. or 43 was a record. We yeah. were between 45 and 47, but yeah. then we did like an extra puzzle too.
1: True. Which we also finished in under an hour because we're yeah. smarties.
0: Yeah, and then they gave us Smarties,
1: and then yeah, and then we actually literally <laughs> won candy, <laughs> which is a pretty great way to end things.
0: Yeah, and then we went, and we got food, and we caught up with everyone because yeah. we hadn't seen these people in quite a while. And that's only the really second fun.
1: escape room I've ever done.
0: That's the first escape room I've ever done, and I yeah. really enjoyed it, and I want to go back. And it was only twenty five dollars a person.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not, which is not like not expensive,
0: something to do. Occasionally yeah. is like a really good price.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. So we, we I think the the next time that we have people come out and visit, I think it's a place we kinda of want to go and yeah. spend some time.
0: Um
1: so that happened. That yeah, was that was a lot
0: of fun. And then other things I wanted to catch up on, the fundraiser went well. Yes. I don't it did. know if we talked about it since we couldn't have. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um and last weekend I was in. That's all I'm gonna say about it. It was good. <laughs> it was a good fundraiser. On. I'm really happy with how it went.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, last weekend Boba was in a parade with me for <laughs> our roller derby team. I'm pretty sure that he thought the parade was for him. Yeah. But he. I'm always so. Even though I know he's so good in those situations, I'm always like surprised when he is good in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's a completely different dog than he is at home.
1: Yes, he is. Like he's
0: well behaved and he's sweet and he's quiet and he just like lets people pet him and he doesn't get in their faces and he doesn't jump. And I'm like, who
1: are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird. Yeah. Like, like as, as a uh, sort of like without boundaries as he can be in this house, somehow he goes out into public and he knows to kind of watch himself. Yeah, like to be on his best. I don't behavior. know. I
0: don't know what that is. I don't or like, either. But I'm I'm glad he's like that, and people love him. <laughs> yeah. At one point, he was mobbed by like five people surrounding him and petting him, and he just like stood there looking off into the distance, like, "All right,
1: that's cool." You also left out that he had a big old green tie on. Oh, I he
0: couldn't wear the tie. What? He I got him. It was like a a tie made out of like the bead necklace is yeah. for St. Patty's day, but it kept falling off of them. Oh, so I, my goal, like I was going to have him wear that. And he also had a band, a bright pink bandana with a roller derby. Which team he's logo. still wearing
1: right now. But yeah.
0: And then, um, I had a little green carnation that has a shamrock, shamrock, <laughs> shamrock. Oh my God. <laughs> on it. Clipped yes. to his color. So that stayed on, but every time he take a few steps, the, Tie kept breaking off, uh, and I kept trying to re-put it on. But I think just the way he was moving, it was just like jostling it, yeah, too much. So, now I was disappointed in that too.
1: The idea of him marching in a parade is so ridiculous to me. Just because I know him, yeah, like I, like I know this dog, and I know his like. Predilections and his evils. I can't imagine him orderly it. walking in a parade.
0: Yeah, he was he was good. Yeah. Um, we ran a little bit because we'd get behind, so I'd be like, "Boba, run, run, run!" And we like <laughs> run to catch up. Yeah. Which is way more fun for him than it was for me.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: He's way better at that than I am. He's but
1: pretty good at running. It
0: went really well. I think he had a really good time, and I would like to do that with him again next yeah. year because. He's such a good little representative.
1: That's the Boardman St. Paddy's Parade.
0: Yeah, it was fun. I don't know that a lot of people
1: have St. Paddy's Parades, right? I mean...
0: <clears throat> it's the only one around here that yeah. I know of.
1: Like, it's not a thing that I was familiar with until I saw... It's the...
0: not like Fourth of July. Yeah, right. Or like the New Year's Parade in New York, like that
1: yeah, the, everyone the knows Macy's of. Yeah, Parade. Yeah. Is it still Basie's?
0: Yeah. Uh to my knowledge i never watch
1: it anymore eventually someone's gonna snake that crown away from macy's yeah i don't know who it's gonna be i don't know what the circumstances are gonna be but it's gonna it's gonna like macy's you're gonna turn around and it's gonna be like the whatsapp thanksgiving oh god (laughs) Uh. (laughs) right like that only they only hold that name for so long as they can afford to be like the sponsor of it right
0: until we go to it's like every other department store.
1: Yes, like every other physical store until we all just live in weird metal cubes and order things online. <laughs> it's already starting. It's beginning now.
0: Um, I'm building my cube as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. This weekend uh-huh. uh, is a very fun weekend. So first, not St. Paddy's Day related, we're going to Pittsburgh to hang out with... Uh, friends of the podcast, TJ and Laura, and mm-hmm. to watch um, MFM Live, yeah, My so Favorite Murder Live.
1: We're going to be a podcast visiting a podcast. Yeah. Which is a little silly, I guess, With in a way. people who want to start a podcast. Yeah, and have been on this podcast.
0: Yeah, lots of podcasts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, because anyone can have a podcast. Anyone. Anyone. <laughs> you there, you could have a podcast. Um, so
0: we're doing that Friday and I'm excited for that. And then Saturday we're having a St. Paddy's Day party. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that also.
1: The The genesis of this was that we have this big New Year's party every year. It's mm-hmm. the one gigantic rager that happens here once mm-hmm. a year. And then after that, we kind of, well, uh, at least a few of us decided, you know what? I don't want to wait a whole year to get this uproariously drunk with my friends again. <laughs> so we're doing it again. Yeah. Um, that'll be a big fun Saturday thing. And then if anyone's capable of waking up Sunday morning, there will be breakfast. Yeah. That's all I know. (laughs)
0: Um, did you want to give a little update on the Tabasco saga? (laughs) (laughs) Some of you may remember, uh, (laughs) that, uh, Dave thought he was buying one thing, but instead got several teeny tiny little bottles of Tabasco. Several are still up for grabs if anyone wants one.
1: There are still so many of these little bottles that I want out of my sight. Um, But yeah, so uh, after all that kerfluffle and uh, the disappointment of all those little teeny bottles of Tabasco, I decided to make things right. I ordered myself directly from McElhaney a 64 (laughs) ounce bottle of Tabasco sauce. Uh, which is making me currently very happy.
2: It's yes. a huge
1: amount of Tabasco. It's a large amount. It's, I mean, really just to behold it, it's the most Tabasco you've ever seen in your life.
0: Yeah, it's like restaurant amount of Tabasco.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, Which, the other thing that's kind of funny is they ship it to you in a box like a foot and a half cube yeah. packed with packing peanuts and then just this 64 ounce <laughs> bottle. Just in, in the, the mid- middle. Just in the middle of it.
0: The way products are packed is like, I don't know, it's like a secret joy of mine. Like just opening things and being like, why do you choose to do that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why was this your option? (laughs) So often, even if it's not like wasteful in terms of materials, it's super wasteful in terms of space. Yeah. There is no need for that much space.
0: It's like when I ordered your pillows for Christmas. Yeah. I, I got like, what, four pillows for you? Yes, you did. They came in two giant boxes.
1: <laughs> like two pillows each. Yes. Which you could have probably fit.
0: All, all four back. fit in one box. <laughs> but like, I guess they didn't want to smoosh them. I guess. Yeah, that
1: makes sense.
0: But they bounce back.
1: <laughs> sure. Well, yes.
0: <laughs> they're pillows.
1: I mean, I guess unless they they're sit there for a couple air. of years, they're probably going to stretch right back out. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it was, so it was really silly. <laughs> Because also, because they're large boxes, you're expecting them to be very heavy, and then you open them and almost throw them because it's pillows. Yeah. And they weigh nothing.
1: You know, it's funny. Uh, now that you mentioned this, uh, today we got a rug in the mail, <clears throat> which mm-hmm, we, we've mm-hmm. been looking forward to ordering this rug, and it came. And today when I pulled in the driveway, I was looking to see where it was going to be. And it was leaned up against the door tall ways, which mm-hmm. I guess kind of makes sense. Uh, and then when I got up close to it, I realized it's just a rug in a bag. <laughs> like, like there's not a box. <laughs> There's no, like, nothing hiding what it is. It's just a plastic bag full of a rug. <laughs> Which really I thought that was weird somehow. It's just like strange. Like what if I didn't want people to know about what this rug was? I got no choice.
0: Yeah.
1: It's pretty obviously it a rug. Can't be
0: a secret about your rugs.
1: It's the the rug is all out there for everyone to see.
0: No brushing your rug secrets under your rug. <laughs> That's dumb. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think you had mentioned a little bit ago you had started a new medication.
1: Yes, I did. We so, gonna talk about we gonna talk about drugs. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, yeah well, drugs. I wanted
0: to mention that I started a new
1: medication. Man, oh, you're on drugs. Oh shit.
0: <laughs> I've been on drugs for a
1: long time. <laughs> All right.
0: And will be for the rest of my life. Yep. Same. Um, <clears throat> but I have been talking for a while about wanting to work on my mental health, and it's something I needed to y- to do. And you had, you know, taken some steps. And so.
1: And God, if I could do it, we'll talk about it. Because <laughs> honestly, I didn't think I was ever going to do anything.
0: Yeah, I had only been asking you for four years. Yup. So. But here um, we are. I decided to take some steps, which I had been meaning to for a while, but then I had some insurance issues and couldn't get into my doctor's appointment as quickly as I wanted to, mm-hmm. but I finally did, and I had a good talk with her, and now I'm on medicine, and mm-hmm. we're going to see how that goes. It's only been... Less than a week, so.
1: Do you want to talk about what it is at all? Do you care to talk about what it is? I'm fine with that. I, I can start with me, because I, I, you know, we're, we're on this. It's the same medicine. We're on medicine. the same medicine, but I started on Wellbutrin about six weeks ago, and you just started about, what, a, a week? Is it, It's not even a week. Now,
0: not right? even a week.
1: Right. One thing they don't tell you about Wellbutrin is it makes your pee smell like Wellbutrin.
0: I haven't noticed that with me, it's, but...
1: You just wait. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. It's like a thing, like, you just like, wow, my pee smells like medicine. That's bizarre.
0: I mean, I'm not surprised by it. Some I can imagine that some medicines are more processed by the kidneys and then yeah. come out smelling.
1: Well, that's a first for me. I was blown away.
0: Yeah, that's a little, it is a little weird. It, it would weird. be a little unsettling.
1: Uh, but also it's a really, like, a very nice medicine to be on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've had a, like a minimal number of bad effects most of them within the first couple of weeks and then they just kind of went away.
0: You had tried SSR and SSRI before and you didn't like it. So yeah. that's why you wanted to try this. Yes.
1: That was instead. a couple of years. Uh, God, it's been a long time now. That's actually probably been like over 10 years now. About yeah. 11 years ago. Um,
0: so far my experience with it the first few days I had a little bit of like a stomach ache. Yep. After like thirty minutes after I take it, I get like a couple sharp pains, but then it would go away quickly. And I haven't experienced that the last couple of days. Yeah. So that that's gone away. Um. And then the like appetite suppressant mm-hmm. effect of it is has started. Yeah. I was talking to you about it last night about the fact that I just don't feel so constantly hungry, and also like. Even when I am hungry, when my compulsion is to like go get fast food, mm-hmm. I can like take a step back and be like, I don't really want that though. Or I'm not yeah. hungry enough to like eat that much.
1: I'm glad that you experienced this too. Because yeah. a little bit of it I thought was just me making things up in my no. head. But like, so both of us have and have had these bizarre issues with food where it's like, Absolutely compulsive eating and eating 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 bad stuff compulsively. Um, And you said, and I think it's super, it's it's the best way to put it, is this is what it feels like to not be like a person with these issues. Food issues.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it's like having a choice in what you do. Yes. Deciding. (laughs) Which sounds crazy, but like so much of the time. I'll like I'll be so hungry, yeah. That I'll just be like, well, I'm going and get McDonald's, even though I don't really want McDonald's right now, like.
2: Yeah.
0: Or it's it's like even though I know I'm the one who makes the choice, it doesn't feel like a choice. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like it's already made, and you're just acting on it.
1: Yep. Um, Which, in fact, is kind of the truth. I mean, it's sort yeah. of the way your brain works.
0: Yeah. So. It so far has been nice. I mean, it doesn't keep me from eating like crap, but if you want it to. makes it easier to make a choice.
1: Yeah, it's just a decision. And yeah. I
0: think I might actually be down a couple pounds already.
1: Yeah, you said which something is, like that.
0: Yeah, which is interesting to me. but Because mm. I haven't been like um, meal planning or like eating as healthy as I like to, but I don't think I've been eating as much as I would have normally. And I haven't been eating like fast food.
1: It occurs to me that like normal, well-adjusted people listening to this are like, "Well, you don't you don't decide to do things. What are you talking <laughs> about? Like what? What the hell?" Like,
0: I feel like a lot of people probably have some kind of food issues, though. Yeah, I think people can empathize. Or and moments sympathize. of
1: weakness, you know? But like, yeah. it's it's very it's very weird to for that to be your every day.
0: I once read an article about this guy who like he he had food issues his whole life. And then he got some kind of debilitating illness, like a really bad virus or something. Okay. And he was not able to eat. Like, he just wasn't hungry and not able to eat. And during that time period, he was like, oh, like, it's actually really nice to not be driven by food all the time. Yeah. And so after, like, he recovered from that, that was his inspiration to have – Gastric bypass surgery because he was like, I, that's what I need. I need something to keep me from wanting to do that all the time. I want to eat less. And that drive, when it wasn't there when he was sick, felt normal to him. Yeah. Despite the fact that obviously he was sick. Sure. That part of it felt much better than the way he had been about food.
1: It's just very weird to like to be on any medication which alters the way you think enough that all of a sudden things that would feel very unnatural to you feel very natural to you or vice versa. Yeah. Um
0: well also a acts a lot on like compulsions and obsessive behaviors. As much as it's for depression yeah. and anxiety, there's a reason it's used to help people lose weight in some cases. Someone and in help my life just started taking smoking. it to
1: quit smoking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, there's a weight loss medication. I think it's called Contrave. And it is... Contrave? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like Counter Crave or Contra Crave?
0: I, I don't know why they named it that, but God, yeah, I, something like that. I love
1: like those that. pharmaceutical names mm-hmm. so much. They're so good.
0: So... It is a combination of welbutrin and naloxone. Naloxone is the anti-overdose drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know exactly how it works, but those two in combination are supposed to help you lose weight. I think because of the the appetite like cutting the appetite and then it an acts in some other way with the nal- naloxone.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a um, there's a weight loss drug I'm considering starting. Yeah. It's called cocaine. It works 100% of the time. No. No? No. Uh, all right. It's well. also
0: a money loss drug,
1: <laughs> <laughs> And a house loss drug, and a happiness loss drug. Yeah. It's a lose everything drug.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but you'll be like real excited when it's happening. And so skinny. And like you won't sleep for days.
1: You gotta love it. You're yeah. going to be telepathic with your dog. <laughs> I think that might be another drug. No, I'm not sure. I don't know. Who, do you, who knows? Who can say?
0: Someone who's <laughs> done a lot
1: of coke. What yeah, I think you'd have to be All deep right. into cocaine psychosis before that happened.
0: Yeah, I think it's time. Is it?
1: Wait a minute. You mean it's time? It's time. Is it time for the thing? It is time. That old thing? Yeah. That same old thing, that thing, that game, that thing we do? Yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Well let's do it <laughs> You need to tell me You mean to tell me You mean to tell me Why you wouldn't happen to me It's time for Truth and Truth <laughs> <happen> to <me. laughs> How to play Truth <laughs> <to> play Truth <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> playing Everyone's playing A famous game A famous game The game that's taken the internet by storm
2: It's time
1: for Truth and for Truth and <laughs> Truth a Merv Griffin production.
0: Okay, that thing, that thing we do.
1: Oh no, I yanked my headphones out. Oh no. Uh, whoops.
0: Are you okay? Did it hurt?
1: It did. It hurt Are you terribly. Make it? <laughs> 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 oh no, I can't get the left speaker. It doesn't matter. I don't have to tell you this. We can just keep doing the show. Um,
0: okay. <laughs> Are you like, ready?
1: I think. I think I am. I believe that I am.
0: We're going to play Trues and
1: Fnoos. Trues and news.
0: Trues and news is a fun little game where I will give Dave two false news stories, news and one true <laughs> news story, Trues, and he has to guess which is which.
1: Wow. That's quite a succinct description.
0: Dis- yes. <laughs> fuck!
1: <laughs> you didn't get tug tied and I did. <laughs> That's quite a succinct description.
0: Yeah. I practiced last time I was on the... Yeah three dudes cast
1: That's right cuz we actually did talk about this game on the dude cast.
0: Yeah, well I did uh oh, Trues right. and Frues Yeah, for we you. played
1: Trues and Fuse. And mm-hmm.
0: I think I was the only one that lost. Uh Ben already knew it.
1: Yeah, Ben knew it, Chris, Chris got guessed it. it. I lost and
0: it. And you lost. <sighs> the one who should be best at I have it. i played
1: this game more than After anyone else other than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode Tries. 70. Yep. So I've done this 35-ish times. Yep. And yeah. I failed.
0: And we still both suck
1: at it. Failure.
0: All right, let's start. Let's do it. What do we got? First headline. Yes. Family receives letter and pictures from their cat's other family several states away after he'd been missing for months.
1: (laughs) Did you say cat's other family?
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay.
1: Cool. Next headline.
0: Staten Island woman receiving bills addressed to Wooden Pole outside her home. Yes, the pole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the pole. Yeah. Okay.
0: Third one. Life-size cutout of Betty White caught loitering in Battle Creek, Michigan after several tips from concerned citizens.
1: Oh fuck! <laughs> this is your cleverest truths and news ever. Really? Yes, because not a single one of them betrays you. Sometimes I'm like, okay, this one nah. Dude, I was trying very hard. You did really well. <clears throat> All of these could pass. I didn't go for puns.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You mentioned. Oh, no,
1: that's what it is.
0: Yeah. You mentioned the puns give me away.
1: (sighs) I shouldn't have ever said it. (laughs) You're going to crush me from here on out. Yeah, let's hear him again. Let's do a recap.
0: All right. First one. Family receives letter and pictures from their cat's other family several states away after he'd been missing for months. Okay. Second. Staten Island woman receiving bills addressed to Wooden Pole outside her home. Yes, the pole. (laughs) Yes, the pole. And third, life-size cutout of Betty White caught loitering in Battle Creek, Michigan, after several tips from concerned citizens. Concerned citizens. Concerned
1: mm. <laughs> A concerned citizen. <laughs> this is a good one. Yeah. This is a very, very difficult news quiz.
0: So, what are you? What are you thinking? <laughs>
1: <sighs> okay, so let's see rationale. Uh, the cat one feels like Even though it's not punny It feels like one that It just It just feels like something If you, if, if I had to put Any of them that is most likely yours The cat one Is it Alright Jeez <sighs> um, <clears throat> Oh my god
0: So you narrowed it down to <laughs> Staten Island woman Receiving bills Addressed to wooden pole Outside her home Yes yeah. The pole And life-size cutout of Betty White caught loitering in Battle Creek, Michigan after several tips from concerned citizens.
1: You know, the the thing about the Betty White one that makes me want to lean towards it is that we just talked about Battle Creek. And I think if you made one up, you'd avoid Battle Creek. Because we did talk about Battle Creek when it came to Dr. Kellogg. So I feel like Betty White loitering has to be the right one. I'm going with it.
0: Eh. No! You've underestimated how much I forget about every episode we do. <laughs> no!
1: <laughs> okay, I'll remember that for next time then. Shit! Because <laughs> it, it it seemed like a good rationale. It's like, okay, the cat wouldn't feel because Christy likes animals. And then yeah. the Betty White, well, you know, she wouldn't mention a thing we just talked about. So it's the it, process of elimination. Yeah. I fucked up.
0: My memory's not that good.
1: <laughs> well, what is it?
0: Staten Island woman receiving Bill's address <laughs> to wouldn't pull outside her home.
1: <laughs> yes. The, the pole. pole. <laughs> oh my God. You sneaky snake.
0: So this is a pretty short article. So let me just read it to you. It's from, um, SLive.com, which is, I believe like Staten Island. Sure. Probably. News. So, um, uh, when Maria Sprizzo, Received an astronomical Con Edison bill to her Great Kills home in early 2018. She didn't know what to do. Uh, Quote, I'm reading this thing and it says I owe them $2,000, the 83-year-old Sprizzo said. I called the utility company to no avail. Then I read it carefully and I noticed that the letter was addressed to the pole. (laughs) A wooden pole in front of my house. You don't write to a pole if you're normal. (laughs)
1: Oh, man. It's a great a, quote. If we had a quote board, <laughs> you don't write to a poll if you're normal.
0: Uh, she continued to receive bills in her mailbox addressed to Charter Communications with her exact address followed by the word poll. So it <laughs> it says Charter Communications, whatever her address is, like street name Durant Avenue, poll. <laughs> Staten Island, New York. Why are they billing the poll? In addition to the almost monthly poll bill, she began receiving service termination notices. (laughs) The most recent correspondence with the poll came February 22nd. I kept protesting and calling up, and none of them helped. I'm 83 years old. Why are they putting me through this? I'm a nice woman.
1: I love this woman so much. This is maybe our best article find ever. (laughs) (laughs) Alan
0: Drury, a spokesman for Con Edison, was able to provide some clarity on why the bills and notices of termination kept being delivered to Sprizzo. The customer on the poll, which according to the correspondence is Charter Communications, is in arrears, according to Drury. He added that Con Edison is following its standard procedure by sending the bill to the poll... (laughs) And to a post office box in St. Louis, Missouri. (laughs) This doesn't clear things up
1: for me. Why the poll? That's a very unhelpful explanation.
0: Drury did not provide information on a third address in the Woodside sections of Queens listed on the termination notices. He said Spurzo was never at risk of having her service shut off and was not expected to pay the bill. She said she just wants the letters to stop. That mail comes into my box every month, Sprizzo said Monday. What they're doing is completely wrong.
1: (laughs) Well, I love that now that she knows it's clearly not her responsibility, she's still pissed off to be getting the letters. (laughs) Like, Like, I feel like I'd be like, whatever, fine, I'll throw them away.
0: Yeah, I she, just like, she's an 83-year-old lady living alone in Staten Island. She's like, I need something to be angry about. <laughs>
1: oh, I, I can sympathize with Do you want to see shock. a picture of her? Yes, I absolutely do. That's her in the poll. That is not that different from what I imagined. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: She is an 83-year-old woman with white hair. Standing next to a pole.
1: <laughs> she's got those sort of marionette lines on the on her on her chin, so she's got yeah. that kind of like a little little, little old lady look.
0: Yeah. Nice coat.
1: A very nice coat.
0: It's like peacoat styles, actually. It's kind of similar to mine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What what they're doing is completely wrong. It's
0: completely wrong. I'm a nice woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nice woman. <laughs> I
1: love that it's like... You, for don't her- <laughs> you don't write to a poll if you're normal. You don't write to a poll if you're normal. I love that for her, it's like, this isn't just annoying. This is... I, I'm indignified somehow by this. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I demand satisfaction. I love How it. How dare they?
0: I love her. I love her, I too. I love everything about it.
1: Wow, you got me. You got me really good.
0: I really got you now.
1: You stumped me.
0: I done stumped you.
1: You done stumped me. Well Feels good. I bet.
0: So let's move along.
1: All right. Let's move on. What do you Moving got? It's right a, along. It's middle seggy time. Middle seggy So
0: this time. is something you and I had kind of started talking about, but I wanted to share it with the class <laughs> okay. and maybe get suggestions and oh. actually think about this. I so, don't you know what this is. I
2: can't remember. Um,
0: I heard about a beer hotel
2: yes. called the
0: Brew Dog Hotel, and I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. Let me look at it, and it's in Columbus, Ohio.
1: Now I remember hearing about this maybe a couple of months or even <clears throat> half a year ago, mm-hmm. before I think I think possibly before it was open and before it was yeah, reality. Yeah, they
0: they were crowdfunding it. Yeah, to get it. It must have been started. longer than that then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they crowdfunded it. It's open now. Uh, they're taking reservations, and we want to go. Yeah, because this is uh, so. Brewdog is. A brewery. I think they're actually out of Scotland. Yeah, they're I a Scottish brewery. I don't know why they chose Columbus, Ohio. Because
1: they because they actually brew in Ohio. Oh, okay. They're based out of Scotland, but they actually brew, and I think they actually brew in the Columbus area. Okay. Um, they're an Ohio well, this, brewery.
0: This is a brewery and a hotel. They're the makers so of Elvis juice. Yeah, it's a hotel in the brewery. I can't say that word.
1: <laughs> in the what now?
0: No, I'm not saying the it. The
1: brewer. <laughs>
0: yes, I'm the brewer. <laughs>
1: The ridge. um Brewery. <laughs> A brewery. Brewery? Brewery.
2: Oh, jeez. That's These easy. These words.
1: You <sighs> could say brewery, but brewery.
0: Brewery. It brewery. just sounds wrong.
1: Here, let's go back and forth 10 times. No, and say let's not
0: do this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Uh, the beer hotel.
1: <laughs> the beer hotel.
0: Called Brew Dog Hotel. Um,
1: the house that they have, built. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they have. Mini fridges built in to the showers, like so you can have shower beers
1: right there. They have me. Yeah, I don't need anything. I else. guess,
0: <laughs> I guess originally they were supposedly going to have like bathtubs full of IPA, like you could bathe <laughs> in it. But I think they realized that's a bad idea
1: and kind of a gross one. Yeah, like even if okay, like, so I like, want
0: to drink the beer. I don't want to yeah. Bathe in like
1: it. even if they, even if they did that, like how would they? Would they just leave it in there all the time and right. shock it I don't with know. chlorine? Like, I, I you... don't know what they're doing. It's a gross thought. No.
0: So they're not actually doing that. <laughs> yeah. But, thank God. Um, They they have like games and events and stuff and things you could do in the hotel. And some of the rooms are dog friendly. Yeah. Right. So we've decided we want to go. We could take the And we want to take the boba. And we want to do dog friendly things. In Columbus, which there are a lot of like restaurants and stuff, and mm-hmm. a lot of hiking trails and yes. parks and all that, um, and oh god, I lost my train of thought.
1: Well, we were we were oh. thinking about things to do, and then <clears throat> then we we I
0: found a website that was yes. really helpful um, that pet lovers might like it's called bringfido.com and so you can search a location and it'll tell you like what pet friendly hotels there are or restaurants or Mm -hmm. parks and you can like select like oh i'm looking for activities to do and if there's like special events coming up in that city for dogs, they'll yeah. like tell you that too.
1: <laughs> like, if they have ballroom dancing where you can ballroom dance with your dog, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, uh, karate classes with your dog, you could teach your dog mm-hmm. self defense. Mm
0: hmm. Um, uh, Bo is a uh, purple belt in judo
1: <laughs> and an accredited trapeze artist. <laughs>
0: Accredited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a correspondence course.
1: Yeah, sure. He did. You, it was on the the University of Phoenix online, but still, <laughs> he did a, he did a great job, and he earned that degree. <laughs>
0: um, I did find another place that I want to go to. It's not dog friendly, so we'll have to figure that out. But okay, it's called Other World. Okay, and it's an interactive art exhibit kind of thing, and it's very much the kind of place that you and i like just like weird just weird
1: i like weird things
0: um it's sort of on the outset it sort of reminds me of um oh god house on the rock and stuff like that
1: oh okay so oddities
0: like, yeah like not well it's not quite oddities but just like weird art in things like a passion project okay
1: like like a, like a very specific and bent vision
0: yeah, I'm trying to pull up the website so I can show you pictures. Okay. It's called Elderworldohio.com. All I
1: can picture is, like, Beetlejuice for some reason. Like, why is that what went into my head?
0: Um. Okay, so that is, like, the main picture that comes up. Okay. It's, like, a tree with, like... Globes yeah, that like are it. like lamps, like that light up
1: uh-huh. at the
0: top in the branches. Those
1: big uh, sort of inflatable things, sculptures, and uh, like a weird polygon lamps. And uh... why? It's a thirty-two thousand square foot immersive art installation in Columbus, featuring over forty scenes filled with large-scale interactive art, mixed reality playgrounds, <clears> puzzles, <throat> and secret passageways. Secret
0: passageways. Secret
1: passageways. I'm sold.
0: They That's sold cool.
1: Other world, huh? Yeah. Hmm.
0: So we'll have to find something to do with Bill while we go to Otherworld.
1: They're going to be open. Did you catch when it's opening? April. Yeah. Like yeah. It's opening in a month.
0: Yeah. That's That's trippy. why I figured that's actually something we could possibly do.
1: How about that? How
0: about that? How about that?
1: Catch me so. at the art installation. How about that?
0: <laughs> So that that's just something that we're thinking of doing, <clears throat> planning a little weekend trip. Yeah. And if anyone has suggestions for things to do in Columbus, especially pet-friendly things, mm-hmm. like I said, there's like over 100 possible restaurants yeah. that have patios that we could go to. So if you want to narrow it down and give us some suggestions, that would be cool.
1: Columbus is a cool place.
0: Yeah, I haven't been there in a long time.
1: The thing about Columbus that I don't like is not Columbus's fault. Which is that when you drive to Columbus, you basically leave civilization for a solid like 35 minutes on the way there. Yeah. So like the way from the Youngstown area, which takes you through, um, you know, like past Medina and then down through Asheville, uh, down, mm-hmm. what, 77 or whatever it is, is so barren at some point. It's just sad. It's like the drive to defiance Ohio from yeah. here, which is similarly barren and sad.
0: Circleville is close to Columbus, right? Mm. Maybe we could take a little drive through Circleville.
1: Real life goose chase. Yeah, drive some, uh, drive some, uh, drive some square shapes around Circleville.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not time that time of year for the pumpkin festival, but
1: they got a pumpkin festival. <laughs> you
0: said that weird. <laughs> Wait. But yes, I talked about it in the Circleville Letters I episode. Forgot, I forgot
1: that they had a pumpkin festival.
0: Yeah. Why are you saying pumpkin like that? What
1: are you talking? I'm saying what?
0: Why are you saying pumpkin like
1: that? I'm not. I I said they have a pumpkin festival. (laughs) Why
0: are you pronouncing it pumpkin? I'm not.
1: You are. I'm saying saying pumpkin. You're being weird on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, sorry. Just wasting time. So that's all I got. Yeah. That's it. Uh well, I uh I would love to hear from anyone who knows anything super rad to do in Columbus, but I'm sure we could find <laughs> lots of cool things if we uh if we if we have to. Yeah. If we have to do <laughs> but the But we work don't want to
0: plan it ourselves. We're so lazy. Just, do just do tell us what us. to do.
1: Come on, babies. Yes, pilot us around like robots through Columbus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Okay, And if you're in Columbus and want to visit our dog, because we're we're chopped liver. But if you want to meet our dog. If you're in Columbus and
1: want to meet a dog, just any old dog.
0: It's not not just any dog. It's the Boba. He's
1: kind of just any old dog. No, he's beautiful. Oh, man, you love him so much. I do. That's sweet. (laughs) Uh, uh, Why don't we take a break? It's about time.
0: All right. Uh,
1: we will take a break, and in a minute, we will come back with the main segment for this episode. Mm-hmm. It's good to be back. Yeah, it is. All right, stick around. This is still Goose Chase. We are stu- still who we were. We are still them now, even
0: <laughs> and now,
1: and even yet now,
0: and still now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are Goose Chase, and don't touch our buttocks. How uh, is that for a good slogan?
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, don't touch my buttocks.
1: <laughs> Something that happened during the break. Yeah, it's and just I did, a weird
0: thing. I, I didn't said. want to let it
1: die. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch my buttocks.
0: <laughs> I have a very strange <laughs> mental image associated with it, too. Yeah, for
1: me, there's definitely, though, like that, like one hand on the hip, one pointer finger wiggling around. It's away.
0: like a man in, like, very formal clothing with, like, one of those powdered judge wigs on.
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: Yeah. I don't know why that's <laughs> the thing in my head. Don't touch, don't my, touch my, my buttocks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's really I don't geeky. even remember
0: why I said that.
1: No. I it had something to do with the fact that you ripped your pants pocket.
0: Oh yes, yeah. yes. And it, I, luckily,
1: it did not. expose I did your not buttocks. expose
0: my buttocks, and then you laughed at buttocks,
1: and then I said that. Don't touch, dude.
0: Don't touch my <laughs> buttocks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> show, We're losing our this show, minds. This show's so goddamn dumb. Okay. Sometimes
0: you have a very interesting topic for us.
1: <laughs> I do. I promise. <laughs> Um, it has nothing to do
0: with buttocks I don't Buttoxes? know how much Buttocksies? Hmm
1: No, I think it's just buttocks Buttocks? <laughs> what's, what is what's the, the plural, plural of buttocks? Of more than, what is the plural of a plural? <laughs> it's still plural Alright um, I don't know how much I told you about this topic Bits Now what bits do you remember?
0: The good bits
1: Okay, cool
0: um, <laughs> Do you want me to say what I know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Tell me what you know. Uh, uh, The topic is, we're talking about Temple OS. Tell me what you remember about this as a brief intro.
0: I know that it is um, this guy who started a website and he had like this weird um, theory that like about time and like different dimensions. Okay. And then it just, it started to get weirder and weirder.
1: Okay, I just remembered I talked about doing a, a subject that was totally different from this.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Which is what you are describing is internet legendary, uh, the wisest human, a uh, founder of Time Cube. Uh, oh,
0: okay, I feel like you have told me about Templest, but I forget.
1: What the heck was it, Gene Ray? Yeah. the wisest human. Mm-hmm. That's his title that he assigned himself. And man, if you want to have some fun, get on archive.org and look up the archives of timecube.com. That's
0: right. You have told me about Temple OS, but I forget because it's been replaced with TimeCube.
1: Yeah, and the reason that I brought it up is that it was so similar to me, is and, and so you'll recognize some similarities between Gene uh, Ray and uh, the the founder and writer and creator of something called Temple OS. Um, <clears throat> this is one of those things that I'm amazed more people don't know about because it's so <laughs> completely bizarre. Uh, but let me start at the beginning and just say, this is the story of a passion project. An insane passion project. Um, I'm always fascinated by stuff like this. Like when someone builds something that has basically like no ostensible purpose, except that they're building it and it becomes bigger and bigger because they love building like it.
0: Randy Land. Like Randyland.
1: Like Randyland, And also, I mean, you mentioned... Uh, Uh, The House on the Rock, yeah. in a big way, it's kind of a similar thing. It's like this is a thing that exists purely for the purpose of pursuing its founder's crazy dream of making it.
0: Yeah, I would say that uh, it describes House on the Rock very, very well.
1: Um, Temple OS is what it eventually ends up being known as. Uh, It was one of these things until it became something else. It started as a passion project and it became something different. Um, it's a very little known project, uh, that became a huge undertaking and basically came to take over this whole guy's life. Um, it's a custom built operating system.
0: Oh, okay. You have told me about this, but I forget everything
1: you've told me. Uh, it was created by a computer programmer by the name of Terry A. Davis. Uh, and I'm going to warn you, this is not just a cute, cute, quirky, fun story. This is a dark story. Uh, this is going to have a sad ending. Um, it's... Temple OS is <clears throat> indescribably complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, it has very little actual practical use. Um, it is underfeatured in some ways and actually over in other ways. Um, it's a thing nobody wanted or needed or asked for except for Terry A. Davis himself. And I think this is the reason that it continues to be an enduring and captivating story. And it didn't end that long ago either. <laughs> um But let's start with who is Terry A. Davis, okay? Terry A. Davis uh, is a computer programmer who was born on December 15th, 1969. He was born in uh, West Allis, Wisconsin. Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I was yawning when he said it.
0: 1969.
1: Nice. Nice. Um, Yeah, he was born in West Allis. His father was a hardware engineer. His family moved around a lot. Uh, He went to uh, college for computer programming at Arizona State University. Uh, He got his degree and got a job programming complex instruction set computers for Ticketmaster, of all things. Um, There's not that much known about his early life for what I think become obvious reasons, which is that this isn't a guy that is. He's not a a, famous dude. He's not famous. He's legendary in small circles. He developed a cult, you could call it following, but Mm -hmm. he developed, he gathered interest among a very small number of people and the full details of his life were never really pieced together.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: So talking about him, his early life is, is kind of difficult. Uh, However, he also wrote a lot. Um, And so some of the details, it's, it can be sometimes hard to piece together the truth from the falsehood for reasons that will become obvious later. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, But in basically, from his own writing and from what other people can gather, in 1996, at the age of 27, Terry begins experiencing manic episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, To the extent that he's hospitalized over it, um, he experiences grand delusions (laughs) involving aliens and the government. Paranoid delusions. Um, He's initially diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Later on, that diagnosis is changed to schizophrenia. Okay? hmm This all happens at, like, 27, which is actually kind of the age where, like, this stuff, like, tends to fully onset, right? Yeah. is like, especially with schizophrenia, your late 20s are when it, like, manifests itself the most clearly, um, <clears throat> which would further support that diagnosis.
2: hmm
1: Right? Um, from his own recollection, from this point on, He's basically, for a short while, hospitalized twice a year or so. Um, he works on computer projects from home. He's no longer deemed able to work, mm-hmm. so he collects disability. Um, he builds prototypes from his, he lives with his parents and he, d- he designs things like a CNC milling machine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That uh, <coughs> It's just like part of like the projects that essentially occupy him during this time, right? Um, he also becomes increasingly convinced and frightened that he's being followed by government agents for unspecified reasons mm-hmm.
0: um that's a very common
1: yeah, it's that that very theme. common paranoid sort of fear that like the people around you are malicious actors for something else Mm-hmm. and I guess it makes sense that that would be like a common delusion because it's a thing it's a thing you can't disprove, you know, <laughs> like yeah, you know, um. But basically his life essentially becomes what you would expect of someone who is now committed to living at home you know, with, with this disability. Mm-hmm. Um, many sources uh, suggest that he stops working professionally during this time. There's some dispute about that. Um, s- some people claim that he worked on a number of projects. He claimed he worked on a number of projects from home. Um, he He makes a lot of claims about this yeah. time period. Um, this is worth noting At the time basically this all started At the time <laughs> his his diagnosis was handed down to him At the time his life changed so much uh, he, At that time he was essentially a lapsed Catholic mm-hmm. um, De facto atheist, right? Yeah Over the course of a short amount of time He becomes convinced of the error of that way of thinking, right? Uh, he bekin- He begins receiving... What he thinks are like revelations mm-hmm. and communications to him, um, and he he credits this later to the fact that he had donated a large sum of money to charity. Uh, like he thinks that that's what uh, like triggered the revelations, right? Okay. what got him in touch with God. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, regardless of why, he starts receiving instructions. Uh, to do something akin to rebuilding God's temple. Okay. Um, let's go back a little bit more to see, to, to get to the start of what precipitates rebuilding the temple, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Terry develops during the time that he is on, uh, during the time he's on disability. Um. A grandiose, over the top, impossibly huge, complicated project to build his own operating system and much, much more.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Terry's like a really, really bright guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has a plan to build. Um, I'll get into what specifically it is, but it starts off with the. It takes on a lot of names. Uh, it starts as the J operating system, and it's referred to as Those and it becomes Sparrow OS, but it's his custom operating system.
2: mm
1: mm-hmm. um, the, the first time anyone hears about this is quite a while after 96. It's in late 2008 when, when he starts first talking about this on Reddit.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Um, <clears throat>
0: so, like, 11 years ago.
1: Yes. Uh, he... He posts about it on Reddit. He posts about it in the programming subreddit. He posts about it in the operating system. I think there's an operating system subreddit, maybe. I'm trying to remember exactly where he posted it, but um, he talks about lose those in these posts. At this this time, he's calling it lose those. Mm -hmm. Um, The mission statement for the operating system that he is trying to build is basically that it is a very direct like access to the CPU kind of operating system where uh, it's referred to as Ring Zero, which is to say that your computer is designed in such a way that there are several layers of access between you and like the core CPU of your machine, right? Yeah. Like there's all kinds of abstractions to make sure that neither you nor no program you're running nor like programs you're not running that are part of the operating system. like. There's all these securities and protections that keep you from just outright crashing your machine all the time. Yeah. And they're referred to as rings, right? Ring zero means he built an operating system that gives you the absolute most direct access right to the CPU functions. Okay. Um, It's not necessarily smart or usable for a lot of people, I should say. Not that it's not smart, but that it's not usable for a ton of people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's... There's
0: there's a reason... Operating systems are made with
1: rings. Yeah, like it's designed to be stable.
0: Yeah, and also if you like it, you got to put a ring on it. (laughs) Beyonce taught me that.
1: He put zero rings on it. Put
0: zero rings on it.
1: (laughs) But he did like it.
0: Well, that's good. But still.
1: In fact, he loved it.
0: Now, Beyonce is at odds with this. (laughs) Let's call Beyonce. (laughs) Let's see what Beyonce thinks about (laughs) Temple OS. Uh, <laughs> I would like to see the blank look on Beyonce's face when we when try, we to, try explain to explain Templeos.
1: <laughs> we'll we'll give her the last like fifteen minutes and uh, see what she thinks. All right. Um. So yeah, basically, mm-hmm. um, the 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 core mission statement is: you have all this access, you have kernel access, core level permissions, because it's fun. Okay. For him,
2: it's that's just enough. Fun. Yeah.
1: It's an interesting project, fun.
0: right? Yeah. Um, he's allowed. <laughs>
1: like you don't he's need, to have fun. You don't need more of a justification to get on Reddit and say I built a thing other than I thought it would be fun. Yeah. Um and he
0: You don't need a justification to get on Reddit. No and say anything.
1: That's as, what Reddit for. As we have seen. <laughs> In fact, you could say unjustifiable things on Reddit. Yeah. That's also what it's for. Yes. Um He says it's meant to be fun. Uh the rationale changes a bit over the years. <clears throat> It starts off, this is fun. Later it becomes, this is educational. And um, it becomes much more serious later. Mm -hmm. Much more divine later. Okay. But to begin with, it's fun and it's educational. Um, It is a really ambitious project. It's Mm -hmm. huge. Uh, I think by the time he ends this project, like by the time he finally retires it in like 2013. It's got 120 something thousand lines of code that he wrote himself. Sheesh. It's big. Um, and that's not to say nothing of all the stuff he threw away by the time he hit the final release. Mm. I mean, he wrote an untold amount of code building this thing. Which is This
0: is such an abstract concept for me because I understand so little about sure. me like, too, to be Programming fair. and operating systems and how this stuff works it's it's just difficult for me to wrap my head around but i do understand like i can fathom a little bit the amount of code yeah you know i was kind of an expert at html in the (laughs) myspaces
1: (laughs) i don't want to brag but i might have made the backstreet boys my wallpaper on my myspace page
0: I, um, back when I was using AIM, knew how to custom make my
1: my cursor. avatar. Oh, yeah, okay. They were going to say, my cursor had little stars that followed when you moved Oh,
0: yeah, you could do that. You could
1: do everything. It's so crazy. They gave you a full CSS access. That was a bad idea. <laughs> 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 they gave us too much. Yeah, um, but
0: I learned tiny bits of like HTML coding sure. to do that stuff. I think most of our
1: generation did.
0: Yeah. And even that was like seeing the amount of code that went into changing the size of a picture or like a background color. I can only imagine. Sure.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's everything is vastly more complicated than you think. Uh, And and I'm I'm a layman when it comes to this stuff. Like I maybe understand conceptually what's going on, but I don't have this level of understanding. Yeah. He is among really, truly not that many people. Who could do what he did. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is not to say that he built the most visually impressive thing in the world or the most powerful thing in the world or the thing in the world with the most utility. It was none of those things. Yeah. But it was big. But it was ambitious. It was a thing. Yes. And he built it himself. It's like if someone had made. Did it work? In many ways it did. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is you could run it. Mm -hmm. And if you ran it for its intended functions. It was relatively stable, as far as I understand. Hmm. Um, it was limited in a lot of ways. Um, this is probably a good time to try to describe what it looks like. Okay. Um, remember, think back to like your your old sort of like uh, command line and terminal operating systems, where you're you. you Imagine you don't have a mouse, even though this thing does allow mouse control. Imagine you're looking at that courier font old screen with a blue background and some gray boxes with text in them. Okay, And there might even be a big chunk of the screen just dedicated to how to move around in this thing. And it's telling you, okay, up arrow for this and down arrow for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really old school terminal computer stuff.
0: Commodore 64 shit.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, something like that. Um, And it has um, a little splash screen that the uh, splash screen that defines it as uh, a public s- or an open source operating system. Mm. And then you close that and you have a couple of different things you could do. He created things like little games inside of it. Okay. Uh, it's like a little battleships game where you would uh-huh. open it and there's little boats and you can move the boats around. Doesn't really do anything. There's no scoring or winning, but there are boats that you can move around. <laughs> boats! Right. <laughs> um, things like that. It's like... There's a uh, there's a space invaders looking thing, and I'm not sure that you could actually win that either or that there were points, but you could click and blow things up, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, most of this, again, like there's very little utility to it. It makes sense that he eventually came to describe it as an educational system. Yeah. Because you could do a lot with it in the sense that if you're really smart, you have direct access to stuff that is usually walled off from you in any other operating system. Mm-hmm it's like if you I don't know the best way to describe it to me is like If you could somehow have access to reach right into your your head and poke your brain and make things happen Like like you should never have access to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he that's what he opens up, you know, okay um,
0: so this is like For smart people.
1: Yeah, this is for really Really um, familiar people with, uh, in particular, the specific processor that he's working with, which is the x eighty six sixty four processor architecture. It's like just one specific kind of processor, and it does some specific things.
2: So
0: this is like
1: super inside. It's this like this <laughs> is like
0: a thing that is really good for really smart people using one specific processor. Yeah. Yes. So it it was like cool to like one other person it was fascinating to a lot of people yes but actually useful to like one other person
1: i'm not sure anyone actually found it truly useful there exists no evidence of anyone using it for anything yeah other than people to open it up test it talk about it and comment on it and have their opinions about it but Mm -hmm. no one really uses this thing this is more just like look at this beautiful sandcastle I made. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, so like I said, it's <laughs> – I, I, I basically just told you a, a big chunk of this. It's it's not built to be pretty. It's built to be powerful in its own limited sense. Um, it's a Ring Zero OS. Um, it, uh, it eventually becomes later instances of this operating system, but this is just the beginning of it, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, it's lose those. Um, and it's, it's – Okay, sorry, I have to I just skipped all my notes because I think I just told you everything I wrote down. But basically, um, I wrote he has it out in a big way with the Internet about this operating system. Mm. Terry Davis has a bunch of fights about this thing. Um, He's really not nice to people on the Internet. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily always start that way. But then on the Internet, things don't start that way. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's a series of slights that build up to a flame war on the internet.
0: It's so funny because it's just like he's just doing like a passion project. I don't understand why. It,
1: why is it How defensive? is it?
0: Yeah. How is it coming to this?
1: Be- I think because he correctly, correctly feels that people do not appreciate what he's doing. Because those very limited and interesting, those limited specific ways that it is interesting and useful are of no use to anyone.
0: Yeah. I think that's the problem. Yeah. It's like you're you're putting a huge amount of time and effort into a project that is literally beneficial to no one but yourself. Yes. It might be interesting to other people, but it's not going to be useful when it's that specific.
1: Yes. That's exactly it.
0: So he just he just gets upset because people have their opinions on it. And he's like, but you're not getting how awesome this is. And they're like, well, he yes.
1: made it for you, dude. <laughs> right. I mean, yes, exactly. Like, you would think he could take that. It's not yeah. really for everybody. And actually, he even himself says... At one point to people, things like, well, this is probably a little bit over your heads. So he's already kind of starting to be like, oh, (laughs) this isn't for you as a way to deflect the sort of criticism he gets. But he does get a lot of criticism. You know, they they say it lacks features. Um, They say it's difficult to execute. They ask what this is for. You know, people have a lot of confusion around this project. Mm -hmm. Um, He gets defensive. He stands his ground. He says his operating system and his compiler are exactly the way he likes them. (laughs) <laughs> A little sassy um, and it gets confusing and weird in his defenses and this okay. is where some of his language starts to become very confusing to people who are just meeting this guy yeah right this is not he's not been
0: these aren't his friends
1: yeah and, and he's relatively new to the world you know? yeah uh, but he starts decreeing in his responses what God says about things okay um and he says that other people are too prideful At heart to appreciate certain things He starts like quoting Pseudo-scriptural things And he posts oh, long sentences That God says
2: mm-hmm. Do you want to hear one? Mm-hmm.
1: He says that God said In one post Church, I made it that way Employer, Germany, jealousy Ah, that time of the month Endeavor, atheist, look buddy What? <laughs> That's a sentence God said want to hear it again <laughs> see if you could parse this because I can't uh church I made it that way employer Germany jealousy ah that time of the month endeavor atheist look buddy
0: something about atheist menstruation and God and it's there's a lot Germany is involved yeah
1: right. um it's to, to put it mildly, it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. Uh, he does a lot of this. Sometimes the things God says are punctuated by parts of the license terms from Project Gutenberg. Do you know what Project Gutenberg is?
0: It sounds familiar, but please enlighten us.
1: It's a, Project Gutenberg is an online library of public domain writing.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's all kinds of stuff that no longer has a copyright. Mm-hmm. Um, all the old stuff that you know, is like public domain and... A lot of the times in a project, a piece from Project Gutenberg, there's a small license about the fact that it's public domain, and it will even mention Project Gutenberg because it's just part of how they package the thing. So sometimes the things God says has that in it, which suggests that he's just scraping a lot of data from Project Gutenberg for use somehow in these God says quotes, right?
0: Very weird.
1: It's a source of a bunch of words. If you're looking for a bunch of sentences and words and stuff, why not go for something open public domain that you're allowed to just download in mass quantities? But it's weird that it pops up in this context.
0: The context is strange. Yes. The source is fine. The context is weird.
1: Right. Why does God saying, say what the terms are of the Project Gutenberg yeah, license agreement? Saying
0: God says and then just like copying a bunch no. of stuff from Project Gutenberg, including the terms agreement. Yeah. Is... Is odd to say the least.
1: It does make sense, um, but okay. So let me just wrap up I mean, this I, little.
0: I'm trying to keep in mind that this is a person dealing with yes, mental health issues. Like,
1: I know we're kind of having a little laugh at this. This is pretty serious for this guy. Yeah, and I,
0: I mean, like I, I'm befuddled by it. Yeah. As I'm sure anyone who was interacting with him, yeah, was befuddled by it.
1: Yeah, like I don't want, I but, don't want to come across as if this is. I don't want to make too much light of this. It's just like, it's, right. in fairness, yeah, that's really weird. And it's it's, no it's a weird it. thing. Yeah.
0: But I also feel for him because I understand why he was so attached to it.
1: Yes. You're going to understand a lot more soon. Okay. But yes, there is there is a great purpose about this whole thing. And that's actually the next thing I was going to say is that, in short, he is incredibly, increasingly defensive of this thing that he is building – in isolation, providing it in open source to a world that does not understand it and does not want it, despite the fact that he is increasingly saying he's sure God insisted he do it. Mm-hmm. This is the increasing thing that he starts to write about and talk about. Uh, this is God's will to him and, you know, to himself and in his own head. I feel like you can sympathize with this. Uh, bless you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he feels like a wandering prophet. Mm-hmm. I can't see it any other ways. Like even, even he doesn't. It takes a while for him to change his tone on all of this, but you get the sense that he doesn't understand why the thing he's compelled to do isn't taking <sighs> root with people. Yeah. Um. So for a while, basically, what happens? There's a span of time where he's posting all over various forums. He's on Reddit and a number of others that I'm forgetting. Um. And He's increasingly getting flagged as spam and shut out in his accounts removed because he's either profane with people or he keeps posting about things that they've said don't post about we don't want to hear anymore about or this cupping
0: and pasting from project gutenberg and
1: <laughs> yeah but it's, it's things like this is off topic or we've said we don't want to hear about this or you've already been banned for this thing and yeah and he's just he's finding himself he's
0: wearing out his welcome
1: yes so uh, as a direct result of that he rebrands the os as sparrow os Mm-hmm. And he tries to talk about it again With a new audience And it quickly gets caught And people don't <laughs> want to talk about Sparrow OS either So he's really struggling to find an audience um, <clears throat> It's around this time It gets re-released
2: mm-hmm.
1: As Temple OS Temple OS um, It's early release splash screen Like the first release of Temple OS Or shortly thereafter Lists it much like Luce Thos did, where it says it's a public domain operating system, uh-huh. right? Um, he he uh, he doesn't have exactly a company, I don't think, but the uh, oh god, I'm trying to remember what the the name of it. Uh, it's something like Simple Solutions, but that's not quite <laughs> it. I can't remember, but he has like a sort of a, like a vague company name attached to it, right? Um, later. He prepends to that um, uh, message that calls it a public domain operating system. He, he adds the words superior intellect above that, which is weird. Doesn't have any place there. Uh, <laughs> and then by version 2.04, the splash screen declares it as God on tap. OK. So it's no longer an operating system. What he is describing it as is as the words God on tap with an exclamation point following it, by the way. Okay. an enthusiastic. So, like,
0: instead of being an operating system that gives you direct access to your CPU, it's giving you direct access to God.
1: Yes. Through your CPU? Sort of. Maybe. Sort of. Sort of, yes. I'll, I'll get into that. It's, he, so, okay, not only does he change that, but he adds four... Shortcuts to the top level of the OS, which I think in retrospect suggests there's four things he really thinks you need to do with it. Okay, Right. There's like four shortcuts. They are word, passage, song and doodle.
0: Three of those are kind of religiousy and one of them is a doodle.
1: You are right. (laughs) It's I'll, I'll explain it later, but you're right. It's the odd one out. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why is doodle an option? Um,
0: doodle should always be an option. Don't diss the doodle.
1: I would never diss the doodle. You know me. You know me.
0: You're a Yankee You've doodle dandy.
1: That. <laughs> I'm a I'm a real doodler.
0: Yeah, you are a doodler. I'm a
1: Yankee doodle dandy. You are. Um, I'm not. I'm not a Yankee doodle dandy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's these four shortcuts at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, he has taken to referring to himself in different terms. It's, uh, okay, so it's worth noting he's writing a ton of stuff on his blog. He has a rants section of his webpage for Temple okay. OS. And he starts calling himself God's Chosen Programmer. Mm. Yes. Um, he's also begun sharing tons of videos on YouTube. Um, they're like ways to operate Temple OS, illustrating new features, how to use the thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um He begins specifically addressing Larry Page, the head of Google, in his videos. So he seems to think he's got Larry Page's attention Uh and is making a bunch of videos about what Lose Those or Now Temple OS is all about. Uh He makes hundreds of videos walking through the OS. Are they still accessible? Are they still on YouTube? Not most of them. Maybe none of them exactly in their original form, and I'll get to that. (laughs) So, um, uh, let's see. So, basically, uh, where I said that, like with Loose, those, so there were a bunch of useless applications, mm-hmm. like a little boat game or a little shooting game or things like that. Mm-hmm. Cool, but basically useless stuff. Um, he swaps out a whole bunch of this stuff in Temple OS.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Games are no longer even, not even just not the point, but they're not featured anymore. Mm hmm. He replaces them with functions and applications and animations that are biblical and Christian in nature, specifically Christian, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, well, I, no, I shouldn't say specifically Christian. There's actually quite a bit of it is Old Testament Christianity, right? Okay. Um, I mean, it's still Christian. Yeah, it's like Christian. There's some overlap with Judaism there. Yeah. Um, He's definitely into the Old Testament God. I didn't write that down, but he's definitely into the Old Testament God. Mm-hmm. Um, the, throughout the course of his videos about these functions and all that, it becomes really clear that the purpose of the OS is, like you picked up on pretty quick, gone on tap. This is to talk to God with. That's the purpose of the tool. Okay. Now, also, part of the idea is, like I said, it's the rebuilding of God's temple. And you have, like, so this is a thing that I, I should be smarter about. I should know more about this. But there's basically, like, like there's the original Solomon's temple of the Old Testament, I believe. And then there's the David's rebuilding of the temple also in the Old Testament. There's, like, a first and a second temple, essentially, right? And then there's, mm-hmm. like, this, this prophecy of the rebuilding of the temple, the third temple, you know? Mm-hmm this is the third temple. Okay. Like he really believes that his operating system is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, Mm. which is a very, very big thing to think much grander than most people's religious beliefs. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, thats it's not fueled by religious belief. I mean, it's not just religious belief.
1: Yeah, no, there's reasons for it and all. I'm just saying it's, I feel like I need to make that distinction because we're getting to a place where I actually kind of feel bad for Terry in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And the thing that I'm I – actually, I wrote – um, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, yeah. Like people communicate with God a lot of ways in their lives. People have a lot of ways that they feel that they can communicate with God. And I, as an atheist, don't subscribe to that, but it's really important to people, right? Mm-hmm. So why does this seem more silly to me? I guess ultimately it's because this is God in the machine and that doesn't make sense. And it's like a, it doesn't – it's sillier because it's like a yeah, guy talking and to I, God in a computer and doesn't I, make sense. And I think sense.
0: most people when they talk about talking to God, yeah, it's not so literal. For some people and it is.
1: Maybe not most people though.
0: I feel like most of the time yeah. it's very abstract. Yeah, It's like prayer or like I asked for something from God and this good thing happened to me and yeah. this is God speaking to me. But it's it's not right. so direct a line of communication as saying that if you use this operating system, you're going to directly talk to God.
1: That's a good point. It's a good point. I think it's the reason that we roll our eyes at TV preachers who do things like say they're actually getting a message right now and it's a full sentence yeah. and they're going to tell it to you in real time. Yeah, like, I, I don't – We roll our I eyes at that. I don't
0: trust anyone who says that.
1: The vast majority of religious people also do not. Um, I guess it just feels extra sad because also this is like a, a thing a guy built painstakingly.
0: Yeah, I mean it it's this is not a person who's trying to mislead anybody. I mean he yeah. honestly believes it.
1: Yes. Yes. I very much think he one hundred percent believes it.
2: hmm
1: Um so basically, let's get back to those applications, right? Uh which <laughs> were I'll read them again, uh I lost them, word, passage, song, and doodle.
0: No, I didn't forget the doodle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so here's an example. Word is a function where you approach is the, it
0: the word of God.
1: S- yes. But the, <laughs> yes. But the spontaneous word of God in the sense that you literally approach a burning bush. And ask God a question like out loud with your mouth and then hit a key and you will get a string of words back. And those words are crazy things like we saw him post online. Okay. Sequences of words that do not seem connected in many ways. However, now they're much more biblical in nature. The words that it draws from aren't things like Germany or that time of the month. They're like like things you might find in the Bible.
2: Okay. Right?
1: And some common words, um, but not, not quite so slangy and conversationally.
0: So you, you could know. be like, God, what should I eat today? And then you press the button... And it says something biblical. Yes. Vaguely biblical.
1: He documents himself in some of those videos that I told you about Mm -hmm. asking God questions, getting back completely nonsensical answers, and then having a laugh to himself and being like, "Uh, yeah, I I see what he's doing, kind of thing, you know? Which is very sad to watch from the outside.
0: This is very revealing because I feel like this is how. This came about like Mm. him coding and getting back weird stuff is the start of like, Oh, these must be messages from God.
1: Yes, exactly. It has its roots in him interpreting out of some pretty raw data or results Mm -hmm. meaning. Yeah. Which I do think is a schizophrenic tendency is to attribute more meaning to things than there is there. Um, so, yeah, so there's there's the there's the uh the word function. you mm-hmm. talk to a burning bush, there is a I,
0: I also just want to point out the fact that like not just people with mental illness or specifically schizophrenia, people in general try to make sense of things by ascribing to a religion,
1: and mm-hmm. so it's one of the things our brain wants badly you as want a reason.
0: order and yeah. explanation. So being given random information and trying to make sense of it is a very normal drive. Yeah. And one that a lot of people use religion. Yeah. For that reason, like to make sense of things or to explain when bad things happen. Yeah, For some people, the answer because they happen and because it's random isn't good enough. Right. And so I... Under normal circumstances, completely understand that, and when applied to someone who has like schizophrenic tendencies, like this, obviously it's more intense. Like yeah. it's a more intense drive, and maybe a little more extreme than. I just think it's so the much normal more literal. Person. Yeah, it's just so much like more
1: real and encompassing. A
0: normal, uh, a, I don't want to say normal, but a person without. You could
1: say neurotypical.
0: Yeah, a person without. You know, schizophrenia might not look at a random string of results and go, Well, this is literally a message from God. Yes. But there are people who like have events happen and say, this is synchronicity. This is a sign from God. So it's yeah. not that far.
1: That's why I felt the need to mention it.
0: Things we do all the time. It's just more intense.
1: Yeah. I think I think if there's two big differences between what he's doing and what a lot of people do every day, one of them is that his messages are coming to him from a machine and we are super not cool with that idea including like people thinking God talks to them through the radio or through the television. We do I, not we do not we do not really believe that as a people, I don't think.
0: I don't even like mind that concept.
1: I think we, we're but, quicker to reject it. God doesn't talk to people through the radio, but he might talk to you in your head. Right?
0: I I feel like I'm incredulous about it all about the same
1: degree. Sure. But as far as most people, God told me is one thing. God talked to me through the radio is a different thing.
0: I kind of feel like I would believe God talked to me through the radio more than I would believe God talked to me in my own
1: head. I don't think most people do. That's just my gut feeling. I have no data to back that up. But I think we associate stuff like that with the crazy and we associate... The, the revelation or, like, something that you feel in your body or hear in your head, th- that seems less crazy to people. I think that's just a thing. Like, the machine cannot be the d- source of something divine. I
0: think maybe it's just because I don't trust my own brain, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I don't know what most people think. But so
0: I'm like, oh, no, clearly if I think it's happening in my head, it's messed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, same. Like, I don't – I wouldn't trust that either, but – I, I don't know. It's just what I think people think.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely something that people would be skeptical of. Yeah, if anyone said it.
1: And then the second thing, because I was gonna say that's one of the things. Uh, the the, well, fuck, I lost it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but there's a second reason. Dang it. Um, I don't know. I just think, uh, yeah. So it's it's kind of easy to dismiss you know, this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but. Uh, and it's. I do you think it's, it's sad? I wish I knew what I was going to say. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, uh, so the 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 word function is this burning bush, mm-hmm. and then there's also uh, the the dirty, pa- <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it? Uh, word was the first one. Passage is literally biblical passages. Mm-hmm. So you can actually just read the Bible, which makes sense uh, for this. There's um songs where he he made hymns. Uh, in his machine, they were like randomly generated. Also, the same way that the the word was randomly generated, which which actually turns out to be he used the um, the NIST's random random generator <clears throat> engine or something. The National Institutes for Science and Technology has a true randomness generator, mm-hmm. and he uses that randomness seed to pull stuff out of the the data bank so that you, he has.
0: So you can give it. Um, like a data bank of information. So I'm sure it's like for him, other hymns or yeah. Bible passages or whatever. And then it randomly pulls information from it.
1: Well, you could basically use its randomness function mm-hmm. against any data set and okay. get something random out of it. No matter how many entries or whatever, you know, you basically mash that up against that and you get some random result.
0: All right. But like
1: true randomness, I don't really understand it. That's actually some super brainy stuff that would be great to look into sometime. I think it comes down to the atomic level, how random it is. I don't I'll know. leave that to you. <laughs> Some other time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, he generates songs, which he calls hymns, which have all kinds of interesting and weird names that I didn't write down. Um, and then lastly, the doodles. And the doodles, do, the doodles uh, is a function where you can draw things that are meant to be offerings to God.
0: I like that idea.
1: I do too. I mean, you can tithe or you can draw an elephant.
0: I'm sorry, there's going to be a whole lot of dicks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually think his god would be cool with all those dick drawings.
0: So many dick drawings. So
1: many dicks.
0: But I like the concept of this as like a sacrifice to god much more than like a goat. Right, yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like you could sacrifice a goat or you could give money or you could... You could draw god
0: a dick pic. (laughs)
1: I mean, his <laughs> offerings are nothing like that. But yes, in theory, if God like, says it's cool.
0: I like this concept of a, a drawing as yeah an offering to God. So do I. I it's kind of sweet, isn't I'm it? I'm not. Obviously, I'm not a religious person. But if I were, I mean, like I, the concept of art and what it is to the world, I feel like if I were a religious person... That would jibe with me of yeah. like art or something like that being a gift, an offering to God.
1: Yeah. Like it's, it seems like it has a sweetness and innocence to it that is, yeah. it's a thing that took you time and thought and carefulness and a little bit of love as opposed to like something monetary, something crude like yeah, that. Or like it or took you five seconds, violence. but it's
0: just something you, it's something you made yeah, it's, it's something you did.
1: It's it's really giving of yourself in some way. It's kind of sweet for that reason. I like that. I do too. <laughs> I think it's kind of nice. Um, it's it, it's all, of course it's also still sad because it's all part of this story, right? This yeah, uh, this this <clears throat> thing that Terry is lost in. Mm-hmm. But at its core, I think it's a sweet idea. Yeah, you're not going to like Terry so much as we talk further. I'm warning you right now. Okay. but it's not his fault. I don't think either.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very yeah. empathetic towards him.
1: Yeah. Um, as am I. Um, so I wrote, also, he's very literal in his interpretations of what he thinks God says. And he often, like I said, he laughs at God's sense of humor and the playful ways that the messages that are revealed to him seem to be like tricking God him. God said
0: Germany that time of the month. <laughs> and that's what he meant.
1: God made a period joke, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs>
0: God's always making period jokes. He made periods. The period. That's
1: the joke. Is a period joke. <laughs> <laughs> a cruel, cruel joke. Yep. But yeah, no. He really he interprets like that. God is tricking him or being playful, and if it wasn't so delusional, it would be, and it's at its core a very sweet interaction. You yeah. Know? Um. It, this is all stuff he's pulling out of purely random sequences of words. You know, and um. And he receives a lot of specific revelations, not necessarily through the word generator, but in general, like he, um, it was revealed to him that 16 color space, uh, is holy in a way that, that the, you know, like your 16 million colors that your monitor can generate or your TV can generate is, Mm -hmm. is unpleasant to work with and deal with. And he's right. Actually, it's way easier to make a drawing with 16 colors to choose from than 16 million. Yeah. Uh, it's just a easier choice um but uh these little revelations you know like like i said that it's the third temple of solomon and that he's the steward of god's new temple this is all part of the aggrandizement that happens right yeah um something that i didn't write down but i think it's actually really important is that his blogs also take on some really weird and strong character there's some strange things that and, and you know i really want to give credit here uh to in particular I I should have done this sooner. The best video I have seen on this and the most comprehensive is a YouTube channel called Down the Rabbit Hole. Mm -hmm. It is really good. It's like an hour and a half video on this very subject. Mm -hmm. And it covers things that I left out. Mm -hmm. And it features obviously video from Terry himself and like all kinds of very interesting things. Um, But... uh, But yeah, so anyway, uh, like I said, I don't think it's a coincidence that the operating system becomes more ambitious and delusional in nature because I really do think it, it tracks with his mental illness, mm-hmm. right? Um, beyond the personality traits that we already kind of saw with Terry, the the arrogance and the defensiveness and all these things that are already kind of, I think, maybe just part of his base personality even mm-hmm. or could be rooted in his base personality, Um the paranoia, like I mentioned, the CIA thing, mm-hmm. the fear of being followed, and also an intense and obsessive racism becomes Ooh. a huge part of the way he talks to people. Um, he is, like I said, he's obsessed with the CIA, who he thinks is following him at all times, and with the N-word all the time. Mm. Um, everyone he doesn't like is the N-word. He applies it all the time. Um you could sometimes, listening to him, get the impression that he's just using it as...
0: Like, flippantly, not yeah, specifically... Ju- like,
1: just as an expletive, almost. Yeah. Except that sometimes he gets real specific and says things I don't want to repeat here that yeah. are definitely just about black Pointed, people. Pointed, yeah. Um, and it's... um, In his own writings, he said something to the effect that... This is very difficult to parse. I'm trying to remember exactly how he said it. Something like, white people are always calling each other subtly the N-word without them knowing it. And CNN called him the N-word subtly all these times. So he tried to reclaim it and doesn't care if your feelings are hurt by it.
0: CNN?
1: Yep. He felt like CNN called him the N-word a bunch, so now he's using it on everybody and he doesn't care how you feel about it. That doesn't make any sense. But it's a little piece of his head. Mhm. Um I do think he uses it specifically as a racist invective and not just as a curse word. Yeah. But it's, it, it
0: seems like it's both.
1: Yeah. Yes, you're right. I think it's both. Um he maybe interchangeable at, at sometimes. Um he's he's on a descent for a while. Yeah. There's a period of I his think life
0: that's what's so uncomfortable with this. Yeah. Is that you can see yeah. the mental illness in the the struggle.
1: Yeah. There's a delusions of grandeur period that starts to cap off to a feeling of listlessness and purposelessness. Yeah. And then what I think is a real specific descent. Mm-hmm. Um, he I, – I wrote that it's obvious at times from his videos as things go on he's more agitated. Um, he feels a loss of purpose. He starts live streaming all the time, Mm -hmm. and that's where you start to see this sort of like, what do I do now kind of thing? Like he doesn't even really know why he's doing it, except that he's just doing it because he's doing it. Um, The audience for his videos are largely at some point the wrong crowd.
0: Yeah, like people who are making fun of him.
1: Internet trolls. Yeah. Um, People take notice of him. Um, it starts, uh, I think, presumably from what I heard in, and watched in 8chan, it, and, it, and it grows from there. Um, he, I mean, like, trolls are watching his live streams. They call him during his live streams. Mm-hmm. He makes it so easy to troll him yeah. because he puts his personal phone number in Temple OS and everywhere he goes And he has a phone right by his computer. Mm -hmm. And so his audiences are able to call him and say things to him and agitate him. And then he's cursing and calling them the N-word and hanging up the phone and getting angry. Mm. This goes on for a while. Um, I think even for internet trolls, this is pretty cruel. Yeah. Because there's no sport in this shit. Right. This is just a dude who's super ill. Like it'd be one thing if he was just a weird guy. Just yeah. a weird guy. It'd be mean, one thing to like do as a public figure. Clearly be, you know? something
0: going on and you're picking on that person.
1: <clears throat> I feel bad for this guy because he's really he's clearly it's not even mistakable. <laughs> he's he's not well. Yeah. Um
0: I I don't I don't like bullies. Yes. And do I. internet trolls are nothing but fucking bullies. Yeah.
1: Uh it I think it's especially
0: in that case. Especially that way.
1: I feel bad for this guy.
0: Yeah. That makes me so fucking angry. Um, I, as much as, like, even on a, a base level, even strip everything else away, he might not be a very good person. He might be a dick.
1: Sure, the thing is, but so little is known about him before he was known, and yeah, by that time he was already on the descent. You don't
0: just fuck with someone because they're easy to fuck with when it's clearly actually upsetting to them. Yeah. Like... Don't do that. Don't be a dickwad.
1: I just feel like there's, you gotta have some rules. It's like there, there needs to be rules in warfare and there needs to be rules when it comes to who you mess around with online.
0: I think maybe it's in part because I am a very empathetic person. Yeah. But I cannot get the whole like, oh, upsetting someone is funny. That's not fucking funny. <laughs> Like watching someone be actually upset about something yeah. hurts me. Like that is – I would never want to see any footage yeah. of that happening to him because yeah. it would make me so mad.
1: Well, and there exists some. There mm. exists uh, – Yeah, I
0: don't want to see it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's – it is upsetting because you know that he has no concept of that happening to him. Yeah. He's not aware of what's happening. He just knows he's getting calls with argumentative people. and getting angrier and angrier and angrier about it. Um, So I'm going to say this again. The down the rabbit hole piece, you should watch this because Mm -hmm. it covers a lot of things that I'm leaving out here. There's specific obsessions of Terry's. There's certain things that happened during this period. Um, I'm going to skip quite a bit
2: Mm -hmm. because
1: we're right now talking about basically 2017 to 2018. There's a lot of material. I'm skipping to... Basically, over this time period, like I said, he becomes angry and erratic and at times kind of violent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's living still with his parents, who are old. Yeah. They're old now. Um, and he yells at them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's so mean to them. And he's video recording himself while he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And he's screaming at his dad that someone is, like, raping the dog. Mm-hmm. Which his dad's going, what are you talking about? And he's, I can't remember if he attributes it to the CIA or something like that. It's just this impossible story in his head. And his dad is upset and he's saying, why, why do you have all this hate in you? Because he's screaming the N-word, of course. Mm -hmm. His dad's saying, why do you, this is, you know, why do you have this hate in you kind of thing? Like, what does this have to do with God kind of thing?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: His parents very clearly see what's going on and he doesn't. Yeah, and there's one particularly sad video where he's yelling at his mother, and then in the middle of it, he he doesn't remember why, mm-hmm. and he's apologizing to her, saying, "I don't know way, why I went to hatefulness there," <laughs> like in the middle of the heat of the argument. Yeah, um, and I think all this builds the case for exactly how much of this is his illness. Yeah. Like I said, I'm skipping a lot. Skipping to late 2017, uh, he's arrested.
2: Mm.
1: He's, um, well, first what happens is he is, um, there's a warrant out for his arrest for domestic violence. Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
1: A fight with his parents. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, There's a warrant out for his arrest. Amazingly, 8chan founder, what's his face, raises his bail. They crowdsource his bail. Mm. Um, I can't help but think that they correctly Maybe feel responsible. Felt a little bad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> beginning at the end of this year, at the end of 20, uh, uh, seven, uh yeah, end of twenty seventeen, and beginning of twenty eighteen, he's homeless. Mm. He leaves his parents' home. Uh, he. Takes a tour from, they're still in uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, he moves all the way up through into California and then later further up into Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, along a lot of the way he records videos. Uh, he still talks to people on YouTube. Mm-hmm. His videos become further erratic and further angry and frustrated. He's living in a van. He's, I've, I cannot remember for certain. I feel like at one point he got himself in trouble for an indecent exposure kind of thing. He's living in his van. Yeah. So, you know, if he's parked somewhere and he's in the nude, people are going to see things, right? Yeah. But he, I, I that's what I believe I remember. Um, And he's angry at people and he's angry that, you know, his videos keep getting removed uh, for vulgar- vulgarity and profanity kind of things. Mm. Um, He's angry at people in the community. At one point he's filming a vlog on the sidewalk and a black dude walks across from him. And of course, because either because he felt threatened or that the dude was too close to him, whatever, and he calls him the N word. Oh. Then the dude stops and is saying to him, Man, I see you every day here. I don't say nothing to you, kind of thing. Like the dude's just offended, obviously. Yeah. And Terry's even kind of like defensive and then apologetic. Like it seems like it clicked with him. Well, because.
0: Because a lot of his vitriol is not to a real person for yes. a long time, yes, it's to people who never respond or people who respond, but it's abstract. It's yeah. not
1: it's not a you, dude on the street. He's
0: not a dude on the street who you can see that you upset him, yeah, like, and it it seems like when someone calls him on stuff in person. And there's an actual confrontation, he can kind of snap to reality a little bit and yeah. realize that what he's doing isn't logical or yeah. he shouldn't have done that and feel bad about it. But yeah, that comes and goes.
1: Yes, it does. Um that's why again, like I feel like it's 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 hard to thoroughly hate this dude's behavior because it's just a tragedy. Like I don't I, I really don't think that he understands much of what's happening to him at this time. Yeah. Um, So um, this is basically the end of this story. Um, After a period of radio silence online, the news comes that Terry Davis has died. Mm. This happens August 11th in 2018 uh, in the Dalles in Oregon. Mm -hmm. Um, It is suspected to be a suicide. Um, What happens is a train conductor Spots him walking down the tracks Facing away from the train Mm -hmm. At some point he stops Turns around, stands there and faces the train Mm. And the train can't stop Yeah And that is All anyone knows About the circumstances leading up to his death No one knows for sure Obviously what happened What was in his head, no one can know Yeah. There were a lot of, he had posted a video fairly recently. Um, It was one of the videos I believe that he did not delete, but he did delete a lot from his YouTube channel,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, specifically on the argument that God hates littering, and he felt like his videos were littering the internet, and so he removed a lot of content Mm -hmm. before he died. Uh, one of the last videos that he took was him outside a library talking uh, about. He says something to the effect of "It's it's good to be the king." Well, I don't know, maybe not, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, which which people picked up on as a rare instance of self doubt in a guy as arrogant and confident as he had become. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a large number of people after he dies speak out, and people who worked with him, people who followed him online, people who you know. Knew him and, and said things uh, like that. He could have easily, as a guy as bright as, as he was, could have been, you know, a big innovator like a Wozniak or something like that. But, but for this disease that took over his life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: I I think schizophrenia is one of the saddest diseases. Yeah, I do too, because of what we see with him. Yeah. That there's clearly an intelligent person
2: Mm -hmm.
0: has a lot of potential. But if your brain is telling you stuff is happening, that's not really happening. That's very difficult to contend with. Like,
2: yeah,
1: it's a thing that doesn't let you know what it's doing to you.
0: Yeah. Well, just I'm just imagining like not knowing what is happening actually and uh, not being able to tell the difference Mm -hmm. is that's hard.
1: Yeah, like how? Yeah. How how
0: would you, you do it? You know,
1: you wouldn't. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's very sad.
1: So, in some kind of conclusion here to this story, uh, I want to say that indeed it seems like he was a truly bright guy who built, uh, even if it was just on one specific architecture, um, he built uh, an operating system. He, uh, on a file system that he built with a flavor of C++ code that he wrote with his own compiler built in that he wrote. Uh, so much of this is genuinely, genuinely impressive. Mm-hmm. Even if at the core of all of it, it just seems to have been an exercise in nothing anyone could do anything with. Yeah. Um, it's still a testament to a really bright guy who worked very hard at something. For reasons that maybe didn't shake out, right?
0: For reasons. For
1: reasons. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I just, uh, in in conclusion, I I feel like it's hard to square a lot of who he was with the god that he thought he was serving. And the behavior that he was exhibiting seems so in conflict with anything that could be anything divine, I guess. And, And it's hard to make sense of where he saw himself as a king over a temple of God's design. Yeah. But
0: you you can't explain with our external logic and region yeah. and reason I don't region, think you, region region our external logic and reason from an objective standpoint far away from it yeah what he knew in his head yeah like right. it, it's two completely different platforms.
1: There was a... Thir- Two different realities. There was a thoroughly justifiable rationale for all of this inside his head, which no one else could have access to. Yeah. Um, and
0: isn't that just the definition of Temple OS?
1: In a way, it kind of is. <laughs> it really is. It, it, he just he built this thing that is unknowable to so many other people for what it was to him. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote that his god was a cruel god, a uh, demanding god without mercy who gave him the justification for a lot of things that he said and thought and did. And he suffered for this. And I take a lot of pity on that. Um, It's so much easier to um, sometimes just look at behavior like that and, and just, okay, well shame on you and dismiss it. But this is, this is a very sad story. I think, um,
0: it, it's stories like this and, and people like Terry A. Davis that did they – it just makes me mad that there's not more assistance. I agree. And and I don't know how much assistance he wanted. I, I don't know.
1: Anecdotally, he ran from doctors. Yeah. I mean, he thought that they were agents trying to do things to him. I mean, yeah. anecdotally, I don't think he was ever properly treated. And I think that's why he would go into the hospital every six months. Yeah. And then eventually just maybe figured out how to manage not to be.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and he relied on his parents who who dealt with it. Yeah. They were yeah. the ones dealing with his mental illness along with him.
1: I feel so bad for them.
0: Yeah. Well, that would be so, it would be difficult because obviously he wasn't always in control of his Anger and would yeah. say things he didn't really mean And that would be so hard
1: Just really cruel, awful stuff That I would I can't imagine he really would want to have said Had he right. known better Right um, So As bleak as that ending is Yeah That is the story of Temple OS and Terry A. Davis And While I do think it's Personal life is a great tragedy. Yeah. I do think overall, if there's anything to reflect on at the end, there is something majestic and beautiful, actually, even if the reasons for it were strange and unjustifiable. And even if it, like I said, had no practical purpose, he did a thing that he cared about, worked very hard at it, wrote over 120,000 lines of code to make it, plus more and built this one thing that was like a distillation of his passion.
0: How many of us can say we've done a thing?
1: I've never done anything like the thing he did.
0: Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. That's a lot. It is that's a lot. It's a lot of work.
1: And for what it's worth, it's still out there. Yeah. You can still download it. You can run it on a virtual machine and crash it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's out there. Uh, and it be it's it's one of the internet's gr- great sort of legends, I think. This Terry yeah. Davis.
0: So that's it's, Temple OS. God, that's so sad, but it is sad. <laughs> but interesting. And in and, and how do people this, not know about this? Yeah, that it, it's such a bizarre, specific thing, but it's I'm huge. surprised people don't know
1: about it. I would not be surprised if someday in the near future you see some sort of like a like a small but bigish documentary studio or someone put something out about Terry Davis and and you know. I don't yeah know, it ends up on hbo or something like that in fact i think vice did a piece on him as well yeah i think i think it was called god's lonely programmer
2: Aw.
1: um and i haven't seen that but i will watch that i think vice is hbo now so you, you, you could probably find that on hbo All too right. but um anyway yep yeah, that's it that's Temple os strange story
0: not right <laughs> I'm just so sad. Yeah, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> Huge bummer.
0: I I think it's an important story.
1: I do too. That's the thing. It's like if it was just up to telling stories that are fun, yeah, this wouldn't make the cut.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we we've talked about a lot of sad shit on here, but that yeah. doesn't mean it's not worth talking about. Yeah. And especially this, which as you said, doesn't seem to have gotten as much attention as Yeah maybe it should have
1: terry's story is kind of important yeah it's important for if no other reason than the fact that this is this was made possible to to happen by years and years of neglect of the problem and failed treatment yeah and this probably could have been stopped and maybe we wouldn't have had this grandiose temple os this thing this legendary thing but we probably would not have had terry davis
0: yeah here here's the I think the debate a lot of times of, of people suffering from something like schizophrenia is, is what the treatments do to your head. Yeah. Would we have temple OS yeah. if he had taken a different route in addressing the schizophrenia?
1: Yeah. The truth and is we probably wouldn't maybe know not. who he was. Yeah. We probably we probably wouldn't know who he was, but how
0: much would that have affected the world? Would that have been such a bad thing if we didn't have Temple OS, but we had Terry a. Davis?
1: Yeah, because unfortunately what we're left with is an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, and that's all. And not a, not, not a person that is not, you know, with us, so. Yeah. Uh, man, that's bleak. Okay. <laughs> Glad you listened, everybody, <laughs> for this huge bummer. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, it's
0: anyway. okay. We don't only have to talk about happy things. Yeah. Uh,
1: but that's it. So uh, I guess why don't we just wrap it up? Because this has been kind of a long episode. I feel like. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Th- I
0: was sleepy, baby.
1: <sighs> yeah, I've been watching you slip into yawning a lot over there. So let's wrap this up. This has been another episode of Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week. We promise. I think. Um, <laughs> with, with another yeah. with another episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, bye bye.
0: Uh, thank you. Bye bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase podcasts on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Goose Pod. And our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com.
1: If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play.
0: Want to go on a goose chase?
1: Ooh, yes.